25th of February 2020, Tuesday, 2.09pm. It's your weekly dose of weirdness. It's me, your delicious host, six liters of fun, James C, you and me, here together, right now, taking a journey into the minds of strange people, doing strange things. That's what we like to do on this show. We try to understand... What makes people tick? Why do people make the decisions that they make? Why do they do what they do? And, you know, we have we have various sources for, for understanding that and figuring that out. We have peer-reviewed studies. We have psychology journals. We have ridiculous news stories. Let's try to figure people out, you know? Again, very special thank you to the supporters on Patreon. Uh, if you want to get your hands on extra goodies, you know, early episodes, all that stuff, you can go... Uh, have a look at that, patreon.com forward slash mypixelpersona. Go check that out. Today, I want to take you on a journey. Me and you, we're going to take a trip. Uh, we're going to head over to New Jersey into the life of a man named Gary DeNoyer, who has self-proclaimed amazing sex life, a sex life so good he felt the need to tell various news sources about it um, with his partner, Lisa who happens to be a ghost, not a big deal. And he's told the Daily Star Online all about his exciting plans for the most romantic day of the year. It's Valentine's Day. You were probably thinking Halloween, Sawain, All Hallows Eve, because that is when, you know, the realms between the living and the dead are at their thinnest and probably their most orgasmic. But no, uh, still very much in the mortal meat universe you know, we, we stick to, to Valentine's Day. Even if your partner is a ghost, it doesn't matter. You know, love is love. Love is love. Weird but wonderful. Love is love. That's what we say here. Um, the US man from New Jersey previously spoke about spending Christmas with his ghoulish partner. I think they've taken some liberties by uh, calling it a ghoulish partner. I'm, I doubt he'd call his ghost girlfriend his ghoulish partner, but either way. You have to see these pictures of uh, Gary and his his partner, Lisa. Um, if you head over to patreon.com forward slash mypixelpersona, um, you'll see, you know, all the in-depth show notes, all the the images from the, the stories that we cover. But this guy has his, <laughs> this guy has his arm around no one uh, in this picture and is kissing his, his ghost girlfriend in another picture. So actually, forgive me. He obviously has his arm around his ghost girlfriend, Lisa, in the first picture. And then the other picture, he is, of course, kissing Lisa naturally. Okay, how dare I say there's no one in the picture? Obviously, his ghost girlfriend is there. But you, 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 you are absolutely going to want to see this. Um, but now, since the joyful season is over, there's more in store for Gary and his girlfriend, Lisa, who he says has, he has been with for two years. Okay, speaking exclusively to the Daily Star Online, yeah, probably because no other news outlets wanted to run this story. Um, the 35-year-old who works in the hotel industry has now told us their plans for Valentine's Day, and it sounds very kinky. So we're not gonna, we're not even gonna go into how Gary met his ghost girlfriend uh, of two years. How did that start? How did that? I mean, did you meet her at the hotel? Was it creepy at first and then you realized that, you know, this spirit actually just wanted to uh, maybe date? It was it was a sexy, inquisitive, ghostly encounter, you know? How, how can you tell? 
How do you tell the difference? How do you meet a ghost girlfriend? A very important detail that we seem to be glossing over, but that's fine. That's fine. Um, the pair are planning to Netflix and chill before having a threesome come the fuck on. Come on, Gary. With another ghost or with another human being? Because at that point you're just having a you're just having you're just having normal sex at that point. And the, I don't know how you incorporate incorporate a ghost into sexual activities i don't want to you know you know each to their own if you want to fuck ghosts and it's consensual ghost fucking you know have at it you know each to their own live your life live your truth you know i don't want to i don't want to ghost shame anyone i don't want to kink shame anyone you know maybe ghosts are your fetish but you shouldn't fetishize people okay that's wrong is it wrong i don't know Yes. 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 Gary said, we both think that going out on Valentine's Day is overpriced and overrated. (laughs) Okay. I mean, technically, you'd only be buying dinner for one. You know, I'm just saying, does Lisa eat? Probably not. You know, Uh, we have a tradition. The night we make uh, popcorn and ice cream Sundays. Okay. Then we watch our favorite movie, which ironically is Ghost. Of course it is. Uh, I know, we're so corny. Oh, Gary. Gary, I'm trying to be in your corner here, mate, okay? Stop making it hard for me. We can't help it. Afterwards, we make love on a bed of roses. I don't, look, I don't know what the... Uh, paranormal dating or sex scene is like, okay? But I can't help but think that Gary is eating popcorn, eating a sundae, watching a movie by himself, and then jerking off on a bed of roses. And I can't help but think that that's what's actually happening, Um, which isn't a thought that I want to have in my head, but it's there. It's there now, and I have to live with that. So that's good. Um. But sure, they they make sweet, spiritual love on a bed of roses. The roses stay on the bed when we go to sleep, so we wake up to the smell of flowers. So Gary wakes up alone to the smell of flowers. I mean, so we wake up to the beautiful scent of roses. This year we're getting kinky. We're going to have our first threesome. Lisa has recently befriended a female spirit and I thought it would be fun to bring her over and spice things up. Yes! Gary is having sex with two female ghosts at the same time. Yes! Yes, Gary! Yes! Jerking off alone, but still two female ghosts and Gary in the bed on the flowers at the same time. Kinky, it's just Gary jerking it. Um, I've never had one before. A threesome, I would assume. Not even with two living women. Ooh, okay. I'm a little nervous, so needless to say, there will be a lot of wine involved to loosen me up. You know what? It is going to... I'll tell you this much, okay? Again, like I said, I don't know much about the whole, you know, paranormal dating space, the, the, the paranormal sexual space. But I'll tell you this much, for you to role play 
fucking two ghosts on a bed of roses by yourself, it's going to take a lot of alcohol and maybe some drugs. Pop a couple caps, you know, bottle or two of wine. Uh, it's going to take a bit for me to role play having sex with two female ghosts at the same time. The couples are always taking their sex life to another level, with Gary describing it as, quote, hitting a new milestone this Valentine's Day. You're damn right it's a new milestone, Gary. He continued, and it was Lisa's idea for the threesome. Of course it was. Of course it was. Because then the onus, it's not on me, you know. Oh, oh, look, hey, I didn't, uh, you know, I'm perfectly happy with my ghostly partner, okay? But she just so happens to have made a, you know, spiritual friend ghost yoga. Um, They're both very limber, obviously, practicing their ghost yoga. And, you know, just a natural uh, conversation evolved. And now me, Gary... I'm going to have sex with two very flexible ghost women this Valentine's Day. Okay. She's confident in the way that I feel about her and we are both very sexual and know we would be comfortable having sex with another spirit without any emotional attachment. Well, that's good. You know, that's really, that's what you want to establish with your ghost girlfriend before you go into any partner sharing or you know adding multiple partners you really want to make sure that you and your ghost girlfriend are spiritually yep wink got it and emotionally connected with each other but not this other third party you know so there's there's not going to be any risk of another ghost coming there's you don't want a ghost home wrecker you know what i mean like because that's just going to make things awkward if you cheat on your ghost girlfriend with another with another ghost girl or you know or you know you're in a heterosexual ghost relationship or you know a gay ghost relationship if you cheat on your ghost partner do you run the risk of them haunting you for the rest of your life serious responses only tweet me at my at my pixel persona or at weird but wonderful thank you at one weird podcast thank you <laughs> Uh, her only rule is she doesn't want me kissing her friend Sadie, which I'm totally okay with. Well, thank God, you know. Yes, you can put your... uh, I don't even want to say the words. I don't want to say the words. Feel compelled to now. Thanks a lot, everyone. Uh, You're allowed to put your penis... In the ghostly vagina, but you're not allowed to kiss the ghost girl on the lips. Thank you. Those are the rules. I was going to say meat stick and I really didn't want to say it. Okay. I've said it now, but I didn't say it in the context of having said it. So it doesn't count. Thank you. Uh, But despite the couple's hunger for new experiences in the bedroom, they're planning something adorable in the day. Okay. So cutie by day ghost three-way by night that's how you want to do it you know a a spirit in the streets a ghoul in the sheets or something you know um talking about their plans for the rest of the day gary explained i'm going to make her breakfast in bed french toast is her favorite so she does eat okay then the daily star should have said We're going to follow you for one whole day. Okay? 
and we're going to watch you cook Lisa food and then I'm going to watch you put the food down to Lisa to eat and I want to watch the food disappear in front of my eyes. Okay? That's how we're going to prove if this is a real thing. There are so many ways to prove that... Oh, my God. Okay, she loves French toast, you know? Who doesn't love French toast? I also leave notes hidden throughout the apartment uh, for her to find while I'm at work. So she's a freeloader then. <laughs> oh, great. You know what, Lisa? You know, I'm, pu- I'm putting French table on the toast, on French toast on the table for two people here. You know, I'm not made of money. Can we be a modern couple where we both work, please? Thank you. Jeez, is that too much to ask? Romantic things like inside jokes and naughty talk. Basically anything that will make her smile. Um, So, you know, no mention whatsoever of how sort of that whole relationship formed. Maybe they've discussed it in a a previous article. But, um, you know, Gary's... uh, Well, you know, it's February 25th now, so the day's been and gone. Uh, Gary, if you're out there, I would love to know how it went. Was it everything you ever wanted? Uh, was it everything you ever hoped for? I can imagine a lot of a lot of you know in a, in a threesome a lot of performance anxiety, you know, because it's really up to you to sort of you know perform because you have two ghostly ladies to satisfy now. So it's oh, it's a lot to take on. But um, you know, you know, hats hats off a, a doffed cap to to Gary and his very real non-masturbatory Valentine's Day, you know. Just want everyone to picture a man making love to two ghosts on a bed of roses, and now let's flip that switch of what that would actually look like in reality, and it's probably Gary crushing two bottles of wine and then jerking off on some flowers. So, got another story here. It's one of the greatest debates of flying, apparently is uh, whether or not to recline the seat. (sighs) Hard-hitting topics on this podcast, really. Um, You know, I'm I'm a big guy, you know, pretty obvious. If you've ever seen any of the videos, Um, check it out on patreon.com forward slash mypixelpersona. Become a producer tier patron today. Get access to video versions of the podcast. Thank you very much. you know, and, and, you know, it takes a bit of leg room for me as well. You know, I need a bit of leg room. So, um, whew, you know, reclining, reclining the seat. It's something that's always on my mind. You know, I'm always thinking about it. Uh, in the red corner, the recliners. You've paid for your seat. It's designed to recline after all. So push the button as soon as you hit cruising altitude. Okay. That's what, that's what one group of people think. In the blue corner, the never recliners. You're invading your fellow passenger space, which of course is already extremely limited. See, I it depends for me. If I need the extra space, I'll probably take it, but I wouldn't be able to stop thinking about how what I'm doing is negatively impacting the person behind me. You know, and then I'm not going to enjoy it. I'm not going to enjoy the recline. Let's be honest. The, the whole recline is just going to be a lot of chatter in the old noggin, you know, and that's not fun for anyone. 
Through the years, an uneasy balance has been struck. At least, at least ask if you want to recline. Put your seat back upright at mealtimes, but sometimes the fight boils over. I couldn't imagine turning around to the person behind me and saying, hey, is it okay if I recline my seat? I don't know why it just feels just feels a bit awkward to me. Uh, on a recent American uh, Airlines flight in the US, one passenger decided to shame a fellow flyer who punched and pushed her seat after she reclined it. That's a weird move. It's passive aggressive in nature, but the the physical action of it just feels aggressive you know what i mean like it seems outside of passive aggression and just in and you've stepped into like uh, i'm doing just a real thing to fuck with you now uh, of course the video with the, the internet will be linked in the show notes patreon.com forward slash my pixel percent if you want to check it out uh quote after much consideration and exhausting every opportunity for hashtag american airlines to do the right thing i've decided to share my assault from the passenger behind me and the further threats from an American airline flight attendant, a user named Wendy Williams wrote on Twitter last week. Williams posted a clip of the man after she said he hit her seat repeatedly. He is a great jackhole. He was angry that I reclined my seat and punched it about nine times. Hard. At which point I began videoing him and he resigned to this behavior. A straight... <laughs> I can't. Someone's like, oh, I'm just going to pop my seat back here for a bit. And someone's like, oh, you're fucking, oh, you're just going to, you're just going to put your, just going to put your seat back, are you? Just going to put your seat back, are you? Just going to put, it'd be like, you know what, Wendy? At that point, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. Ah, fuck it. This guy is a lunatic behind me. I don't feel like being stabbed today. And my seat's back up. Or just be like, hey, fuck off. What are you doing? Hey, lunatic. Well, that's going to, I just said I didn't want to get stabbed and now I'm being even more confrontational. You know, it's like, oh, I'm constantly living at odds with myself, you know, <laughs> conflicting, conflicting um, ideals, values, you know, ways to handle things. You know, I don't want to be stabbed, but I do want to confront the person about it, you know, so I guess I'm getting stabbed then, you know. She said that after the plane had reached cruising altitude, she reclined the seat, but had put it back up during meal service. It was after she reclined again that the nudging started. What turned up the heat even more was what happened next. William said a flight attendant then offered him rum and then threatened her with further action on landing. What? Okay, quote, when the flight attendant came, she rolled her eyes at me and said, what? <laughs> nice. Uh, she then... She then told him it was a it was tight back there and gave him rum. She told me I had to delete the video. It's against the law to video on a plane. I asked her name and she gave me a passenger disturbance notice. Who is in the right here? The video posted on Twitter has indeed divided opinion. So she's like, you know, I mean, you want to, you're being a bit of a Karen. This guy's clearly a lunatic you know, maybe alcohol is probably not the best way to go about it, but like you're trying to, you're trying to soothe the, think about what this guy is doing. He's punching your seat because you reclined a seat that you can recline and paid for and has reclining ability. He's clearly not an emotionally stable person. Okay. She came over and was like, I need to settle the dude who's going to fucking flip out and beat the shit out of 12 people on this flight. 
And you're sitting there going like, well, he's punching my seat back then, but he did something a bit. I mean, like, what can they do? You know, I'm not at anyone's side here, but I'm just trying to, I'm, I don't know. I don't know. Just put, just put the seat up. Fuck this guy. He's an asshole. Love that. <laughs> it's pretty funny that they sided with him though. Um, some are questioning if this is the full story while others back the puncher. Quote, why were you so inconsiderate? Reclining airline seats is such a dud move. I admire his resilience, said one. So I, I admire his resilience. Uh, yes, I liked that he, uh, for the entirety of the flight, decided to punch the chair. I admire that resilience in someone. I don't, I don't, you know, I, I mean, it's been a while since I was on a plane, you know, and I don't, I obviously don't fly a lot. So I don't know what the whole, you know, I don't, I don't know the, I don't know the plane etiquette. I don't know, you know, how much room a reclining seat takes up. I, you know, I know that they're making fucking planes smaller every goddamn year so they can put more seats on them. They overbook every flight by 10% anyway. That's just part of their practice because they know that people aren't going to show up. And so they, they, fucking make up for that and they every single flight is overbooked by 10 percent. that's what they do it's the, it's their model that's how that's how they do it right and they're putting even more seats in the plane they're, they're, everything's getting fucking smaller so you know what maybe reclining the seat is a shitty move there we go muting it too many text messages i'm ranting about planes david <laughs> um I mean, yeah, if I've got fuck all room and someone's like reclining their seat up in my shit, I'm probably going to be pretty pissed too. Let me know. If you, if you, if you fly a lot, you know, you're more aware of plane etiquette. Let me know. Is the, does a recliner suck? Is reclining sort of like you have the ability to do it, but it's a shit move. Let me know. Um, let me know your opinion on, on this whole thing. Do you admire his resilience for punching her seat? Instead of just being like, Hey, um, Sorry, I know, you know, you've reclined and everything, but there's not a lot of room back here. Uh, I was just wondering if maybe you could just sort of um, pop the seat up if that's if that's not too much to ask. That's one method or just, oh, you're going to put the seat back on me, are you? Oh, you're just going to, well, I'm just going to do this for an hour and 45 minutes. You know, different methods for different people, I suppose. It was a plane, not your private lounge. You don't recline so far, you're on someone else's face, which is why the flight attendant reprimanded you. Get a clue, lady. That's what someone else said. Uh, others backed Williams. Using a standard function for the purpose it was meant for isn't an excuse for this man to bully you into submission. Shame on American Airlines. Would he have done this to another man? Oh, so it, we've made it a sexist thing. It's... I don't, I don't think it has anything to do with whether it was a man or a woman. I think it clearly has to do with he didn't want just a seat reclined at him. And maybe he's a bit of a dickhead and an asshole. You know, I don't know. Again, I don't know anything about planes. Very hard for me to have an opinion here when it's been so long since I've been on a plane. I don't know plane etiquette. Let me know about plane etiquette. But I really don't think that it has anything to do with someone being a man or a woman. I think it just has to do with his space being, you know, not violated, but you know what I mean? If he doesn't like reclining seats, he should have taken it up with the airline. They recline for a reason and can be used. 
I don't know if I get on board with the whole just because you can do something means you're allowed to do something or should do something. Um, but then again, like I'm, I, I have a brain that's just like constantly considering how every single thing that I do impacts the people around me. I'd love to turn that off, you know, because it's, it's, it's quite, it's quite annoying. It's quite annoying a lot of the time, you know, can't just, can't just drive along and then be like, oh no, my, I'm, I'm doing the speed limit and I'm still thinking like, oh no, you know, this person behind me, oh, should I move over my life? But then there are other times where I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> so again, I live in a constant duality. I, I have two separate forms, a very conscientious, you know, considerate side of myself who is uh, just can't stop thinking about how I impact others. And the other side of me who is just like, fuck you. So welcome to my life. Uh, a spokesperson for American Airlines said, we're aware of a customer dispute that transpired on American Eagle flight 4392 operated by Republic Airways on January 31st. The safety and comfort of our customers and team members is our top priority and our team is looking into the issue. So a very cut and paste response there. I think I missed a bit where she said that she has like a sore back. I'm in pain, wrote Williams. I have one cervical disc left that is infused. The first one, which allows me some mobility. It's scary because it's the kind of injury that could do it in. I'm grateful for limited movement. I still have and shouldn't have had to endure repeated blows. I can understand like if you got like a fucked up back or whatever, but it's hard, you know, because everyone, you know, when everyone's default response is like, oh, they're doing this to me. That's, you know, rarely the case. You know what I mean? People... I don't know. I don't know. I, I really think that people are doing things to intentionally be malicious to others. I think a lot of it is just construed that way, maybe, or, or you know, I just think that people think that a lot of people are doing something intentionally to them and that's not it. Like maybe they've just done something without even thinking or they've done it like carelessly or mindlessly or you know they've they've done something with a totally different intention in mind but we often are very i don't know self-centered self-focused we think it's all about us they've done it to me and it's like ah oh, that's not the case they went they went you know trying to do it to you or you know it has you know nothing to do with you maybe i don't know anyway let me know what you think let me know about plane etiquette. Do, do are you are you pro recline? Are you anti recline? Are you uh, pro seat punching? <laughs> um, got another short, just a, a short, mwah, little kiss, short kiss of a story here. Um, let's go to Nashville, Tennessee, for this one, where authorities say they busted a well organized burglar after he allegedly dropped a notebook during a break in that contained the list of other places he planned to target. So, very much like a, um, a wet bandit style situation here, where I mean, obviously, you're all fully aware of who the wet bandits are, but for those who aren't, um, Home Alone. The robbers putting stuff in the sink, filling up the sink to flood the house. Boom. That's the calling card of the wet bandits, and which was, you know, able to get them arrested for a whole bunch of other places because they left their calling card. You know, bad move. Good move, bad move. You want to have a calling card, but it does put you in the shit 
for other bad things that you've done because we can trace it back to you. You left your calling card, dickhead. You know? Just like don't leave the book of places that you've burgled and plan to burgle. Robert Shell Goddard, 49, is accused of smashing a glass door and breaking into a Nashville-area home on January 29th, stealing a TV and a gun from the residence, according to records filed in the Davidson County Court. But the prosecutor said Goddard left something behind that allowed authorities to solve the case, a notebook that listed multiple addresses, including one for another home a few miles away that had been burglarized that same day. We got him! You fucking, you know, sometimes people are always saying, you know, write a bullet journal. You know, journal your thoughts and feelings. You don't have to share it with anyone. Well, you know, what if my what if my what if my journal gets into the wrong hands? You know, and, and incriminates me. What if I what if I accidentally leave my my burglarizing journal at the house I burglarized? Ah, oh. you know, it's it's a good lesson. You know, be careful with your belongings. Obviously, uh, be extra careful with your journal and. You know, don't leave calling cards. You know, it's just, it's about ego. It's all about ego. You want people to know, ah, yes, the notebook burglar was here. But it'll get you. It gets you later down the track. And it and, and what got you? <laughs> flew, flew too close to the sun. Flew too close to the sun there, ego boy. You know, all the wax melted and your feathers fell off and now you're dead. Good one, ego man. Yeah, that's just, I can't remember that. I can't remember what that story is. Anyway, um, (laughs) the Tennessean reported that investigators were able to identify the suspect in part through notes his daughter left in the journal along with her address. You're sharing a journal? Mate, Robert. Come on. A journal is a very personal thing. You don't share your journal with someone else. You goddamn dingus. And you certainly don't share your robbery journal with someone. What kind of all-purpose journal is this? This all-purpose, all-house journal that you've got going on. It's goddamn ridiculous, Robert. Police were also able to identify... You know, the groceries that he bought that week because he left a list of groceries. Robert, uh, what is this journal? That's going to do it for this episode. If you're a supporter of the show on Patreon, of course, stay tuned for our post-credits, our Marvel-style post-credits sort of topic, question, you know, story, whatever it is. This week it's a story. Of course, if you'd like to become a supporter on Patreon, you want to get the extra bonus content. Maybe you want to get video versions of the podcast uh, or you want to get episodes a week early. Updates, a whole bunch of different things. Go check out the tiers at patreon.com forward slash mypixelpersona, M-Y-P-I-X-E-L-P-E-R-S-O-N-A. Uh, you know, if you want to support the show or you want to get your hands on those extra goodies, go check it out. Support the show today it would mean the world to me. Shouts out to the Patreon supporters, uh, Shane, Sam, and our producer patron, Sam. You guys crushing it, killing it, 
been supporting me for months now since ever since the patreon launched you guys have been supporting and uh very much appreciate it um but yeah that's that's gonna do it for this one uh if you want to to keep up to date with all the goings on on the podcast and you know weird and wacky wonderful uh postings on the social medias check out one weird podcast on facebook twitter and instagram keep up to date with all the goings on you can find me at my pixel persona on instagram and twitter thank you so much for listening share the show with a friend a friend co-worker colleague parent loved one you know family member just share the show with one person who you think might be interested uh in this stuff or if you know you're you're let's face it we're all a bit weird and wackadoo and sometimes you want to keep it to yourself i totally get it you know share it this week share it with your weird and wackadoo friends um leave a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts that's another way to help out the show uh helps you know people like you find find the show and uh you know it's all about it's all about word of mouth no one wants to venture into the dark but by themselves or be the first one to do it. You know what I mean? They got to check out them reviews. Uh, oh, is this? Is this? Should I buy this TV from Kogan? Trick question. Never buy anything from Kogan because it's trash. That's a takeaway for you. <laughs> um, this has been episode fifty-four. Come back for episode fifty-five, and I'll see you next time. Peace.